You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we ask you, Almighty God, to breathe your breath upon the words that will be spoken that our ears may be able to hear, that we may be able to understand that which you have called us to come to hear this day as we worship you, bringing all glory and honor to your precious and holy name. Lord God, please look upon your people with kindness. It is in your precious name, Lord Jesus, that we ask for these things in this way. Amen. Amen. The book of Deuteronomy. It's a long word. It simply means the book of the law. But that book begins in chapter 1, and it says the review of events from Horeb to Moab. So what Moses is now doing is he is standing in front of the people And he is sharing with them from the time they entered into the marriage with Almighty God at Mount Sinai until their journey through the wilderness and now they are at the plains of Moab and they're able to look out and see and view the promised land that God Almighty has promised to their forefathers. Well, today I would like to do a review of events with you. The review of events from 31920 to 5921. Last March 19th, we were issued an ordinance, stay at home. The church was told it was non-essential. We needed to be closed. With that, I received a phone call from the pastor, and he typically says this greeting to me, Brother, we have to talk about this. They want us to stay closed. But we knew at that time that there were several things that needed to be done in the sanctuary. So the pastor was proposing to me that we would come together And we would look at some specific things. We were concerned about our lighting. Lighting that has been changed ever since that event as we moved forward. But if you can remember back that far, back where the pastor is sitting now at the tech station, there was this little tripod with a camera on it. And that camera was placed there so that the worship services could be videoed and they could be viewed by those who were shut in. Not because of the ordinance, but this was being done before that. Well, 
as things progressed, we indeed, one of the first things we did was we knew that the lights in the sanctuary were not good. So in the beginning or the end of March, the first thing the pastor did to, had said to me was, can you bring some scaffold over? So right back there where the offering basins are, there was a three-section high scaffold that we erected so that we could start taking a look at the lights of the church. We took it apart, pastor ordered the new parts, brought the parts in, he and my oldest son put it together, we turned the power on, it started to smoke. <laughs> we knew we did not solve that problem. The parts were reordered. We tried another one. It did the same thing. We abandoned that rather quickly. But what happened was that video camera got moved from the back to right where you're sitting, Bruce. It sat on that pew. And this was so because the church was considered non-essential. We knew by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that the word of God, that news was essential and had to go out, even if the people couldn't come in. And this began the process of the live stream to make sure God's people were hearing the words that they needed to hear. We heard what Eileen read today, where Peter says we are commanded by Christ to proclaim his lordship to the whole world. And so the live stream began. We abandoned the lights, but we had to make some specific adjustments. That's why the lower lights are on and the upper lights on the outsides are off. Because as we began the live stream, it's important you have been encouraged that if you have a concern, look for the people with the plastic name cards and take it to them. We have to have the criticism or the critique come from God's people. What we were getting in that critique was, you can't see the screens. You can't read anything. And so the lights went down. And again, we had heard from the people that there is just a terrible glare at the altar. And this is why to this day the altar is set back three foot further than it was before that event. And that is why the diffuser is on that light to stop the glare. We didn't want anything to get in the way. No obstacle to get in the way from people being able to hear the word of God through the live stream. It got to the point where pastor used to come in and put blue tape on the floor here. That's where the podium had to be. You you could, when you were a Proclaiming the word of God, you couldn't move. You had to stand right here because so, the camera wasn't able to move. We had to sit in specific places because if we sat over here, we blocked the view of the musician. At that time, there were only four people in the sanctuary. 
It was a sad time. The pastor was here. I was here. Bethany was here. And Lisa, pastor's wife, was in charge of the technology. So as we began to be more and more aware of what God wanted us to do, to make sure that even though someone else was saying the church was not essential, we knew and know that the church is absolutely essential. And the word of God had to get outside these doors. And all of these things were done specifically for that purpose. So what started with, we should really fix the lights. God said, no, 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 you're not paying attention to me. This is what I want you to be about as the people of God. So the Spirit began to blow into our conversations. A lot of people don't know this, but the pastor and I really enjoy each other. And we come early and we talk. Now we can talk about plumbing. We can talk about electric. We can talk about masonry. We can talk about moving dirt. But the thing we most enjoy talking about is the scripture. Understanding and insight into theology. We talk about these wonderful things. We just had a conversation this morning. He was in Texas. I was in Bushkill Township. And yet, when we come together and share what God had shared without, with us throughout the week, they were the same. We were apart by thousands of miles. But yet, he still is directing us in a similar path as we move forward. That happened in this review of events. Because all of a sudden we began to have the conversation that it is not good. It is not good for the people not to be able to confess their sins and hear the proclamation of forgiveness. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. It wasn't being put forward. So what happened as the spirit blew into us, we decided that the pastor would be at the altar and I would be at the pew. And we would do the interchange of confession. He would represent Almighty God in the liturgy and I would respond as the voice of God's people. So that we would do what God wanted us to do. Confess our sins and hear the proclamation of forgiveness. The Spirit wasn't done moving us yet. The Spirit began to speak to us and say, these are months. Now, it's getting close. We actually added one person to the worship service. My wife began to come, and she would sit over here all by herself because she wanted to be in the sanctuary. Well, that was what God used to encourage and inspire the conversation between the pastor and I, realizing that the needs of the people have to be met. And our conversation quickly moved to the fact that there's so many children that have not been baptized. 
They're unprotected. They have not been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And sure enough, people began to step forward. And the pastor made the special provision. It didn't matter what time of the day. It didn't matter what time of the night. It didn't matter what day of the week when you and your family could get your child into the sanctuary, the sacrament of holy baptism was made available to God's people. Why? Because the church is essential. Then he moved in us again. And we realized that time was passing at such an incredible rate. And that Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, gave us his body and blood to nourish us and sustain us in our difficult times. And we were not able to distribute his body and blood because the people were not allowed to come in. We talked about this and the pastor took it back to the leadership of this congregation. And they recognized and realized that it was our divine responsibility to make the body and blood of Jesus Christ available. And this is where these crazy things come up. Paulie Grube is the president of church council and he called me one day and he says, all right, we need to separate the pews and we have to have them in such a way that we can move them so that those that are separated by the batons or whatever we want to call them. You know what I think they look like? The, the things that you use for making bubbles. <laughs> but this was what was concluded. They were made out of a plumbing plastic that was extremely affordable yet effectual. It's PEX tubing. Jerry knows that. <laughs> Jerry, we're going to have a lot of things left for you. <laughs> but they're also easily sanitized. So we stayed inside the ordinances that we were put under by our government, but we needed to pay attention to the ordinance that Jesus Christ had put us under. And we began to distribute Holy Communion on a Wednesday night at Vespers. Smaller groups were staying inside of the confines, but there was one thing specifically that we did at Vespers. Every time you received the body and blood of Jesus Christ, as the blood of Christ was being poured into your cup, these words were said, the blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Because we haven't heard it for a while. We hadn't received this precious gift. And then, it was June, the first Sunday in June. Council had decided that 
what we would do would be a council and family come in to the sanctuary to receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ so that we could come up with an effectual plan on how to get this necessary sacrament to God's people and do so with still staying in the confines of an outside ordinance. And this is what you have seen and participated in ever since. Council and their families came. We used the whole communion setup. We changed the traffic inside of the church. All this so that the body and blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins could be administered to God's people. All of this is reflected today in the gospel that was read. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. We need to understand that and broaden that a little bit more. As the Father has loved Jesus, Jesus was entrusted with making the will and purpose of God known. God the Father loved his son so much, he said, I want you to do this. You're the one that I love, and I entrust you to carry this out. And Jesus came and proclaimed the will of God, the will that God has said to you and I. I no longer want them to be separated from me. I want the relationship restored. The word will means to move towards that which is desired. God desires you and us. You and me. All of us to be in that loving relationship with him. And Jesus was purposed to supply us with the avenue by which that relationship is restored. Everything he did, he did for us. Greater love has no one than that, than to lay down their life for another. Jesus surrendered himself wholly to us so that we can be restored to that loving relationship with Almighty God and be acceptable in his presence. We are no longer enemies, but we are friends of Almighty God, children of the Most High. And as Jesus was entrusted with the will and the purpose of the Father, he now tells us that he has loved us the same way. And he has entrusted us with that same will and purpose. If you remain in my love, if we remain in trusting Jesus, if we remain in that will and that purpose,
then he, his love is with us. That is why we reviewed the events. Can you see what we just did over the last year as a people? We were obedient to Christ. If you remain in my love, you will obey my commands. We obeyed his commands. We made sure that Acts 8, 1, 8 was fulfilled. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It took a camera to get it started. But nevertheless, we were obedient to his command. And then we recognized that the people were burdened with too much. And the load upon them was so heavy, they needed to hear the forgiveness of sins. And Luke chapter 24, verses 47 and 48, Jesus gives the command. The command that repentance and forgiveness shall be preached to all nations. And we found ourselves being led to be obedient to that command. And Jesus again says in Matthew 28, 19, Therefore go and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we as a people found ourselves being obedient to his command and therefore in his love. And when he, on the night in which he was betrayed, gave the bread and gave the wine and put his words to it, which made it the sacrament, do this in remembrance of me. It's a command that we've been given. The review of events from 319.20 to 5921 should be for us a time to glorify God and say thank you thank you for being patient with us thank you for empowering us to listen we have heard your commandments we want to be in your love we have obeyed them even to the point where last Sunday, we began fellowship. God wants us to be a people united in fellowship. So look, as you review the events, the church, for some, is not considered essential. We have a different point of view than they do. We find the church to be absolutely essential and we need to be obedient showing our love for God by obeying his commands Amen Be thou my vision O Lord of my heart Not be all else to me save that thou art Be thou my best thought in the day and the Sleeping that presence, my life.